draft. And now, your Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Seward. Yeah, I was I was in the process. The intro's not really supposed to sound like that. No, it's not, but it's really not the season yet. We haven't drafted, so preseason form. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is the thank you. This is the preview of the uh draft season here. And uh boy do we have some stuff to share with our with our league on draft season. As uh, the three of us and our current champion Bryce have entered into a dynasty league, and we conducted an auction draft, so we'll talk about that. That was exciting. Uh, that was different. It was uh, an experience. I'll I'll let you all recall that. Uh, I think for this show, um, we want to address some things on the front end before we lose people uh, for the weekends and. Just make sure we're all on the same page. So we're golfing Saturday morning, correct? Correct. Cedar, Cedar, Cedar Creek, Creek, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, do you do you remember what time that's supposed to be? <laughs> I haven't checked anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll need like, to get a status update from Ryan. Or, Ryan's the one who booked it. I don't think I ever remember seeing anything, but I don't. Maybe I missed it. Ryan sent a snapshot, I think, of times. But I don't know if that was just in a text or if that was. I just know I paid seven dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I don't get back. It's a great course. We're seven dollars and fifty cents. We're it's going to make <laughs> Rebecca Creek look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so golf um, officially nothing happening tomorrow night. Um, although there's no there's no reason people can't get together if they want to. Obviously. Um, I hear some some rumblings for poker again, mainly from Bryce, just because he hustled us. Um, yeah. And then Saturday night, um, did we, we were kind of talking about this. I don't know if we officially set a time. I had to in Sleeper. I just don't know if that was agreed upon, um, just so that we could get the keepers set. Um, but I think I set it for 7 p.m. to start. Um, we can push that back. We can do whatever we want. Uh, I guess the Aggies play at six. Is that right, Stuart? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Staffel said that he would be there uh, and have the room ready at six if people wanted to come and watch football or eat or whatever. So yeah, so maybe maybe uh, plan accordingly. If you're wanting to to catch the kickoff for the Aggie game, be there at six o'clock. Um, Byo F and B. Uh, but uh, it's at Merrick again. So Mike will, the good thing is Mike is uh, a company man now. So he has access to all that stuff. Um, so roll on in, try to make it there early. The more we hang out, the better. Um, do we want to do, uh, we'll get into this too. Do we want to do water bets um, at that time? Maybe we get there early to do water bets or do we want to do it when the draft starts? No, we could do it at that time. 
there's just so many. I think if we try and if we do it like five minutes before, we're going to be running like 30 minutes late from whatever time we say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, agree. Yeah, I just pre draft. And we need to do a little audit of your spreadsheet, Stuart. It sounds like you've mixed up some things already. Right <laughs> off no, the bat. <laughs> that was, none of that's correct. I did not mix up anything. <laughs> okay, well, we'll do a deep dive into that. Uh, did, did y'all get a chance to check out Joey creating a website for us? <laughs> <laughs> I did yes. click on it, yes. I did see that. Hopefully. Hey, I do, do have uh, uh, first tea times at 7.30 a.m. Okay, so I was way off. 7.30, good. That'll be That'll be better. Um, well, hopefully going back to the website, hopefully we can automate some of this stuff, take it off your plate, Stuart, or at least when you, uh, enter it in, you're entering it into the website and everyone can see it and it's not something you have to go back and dig up. Um, yeah. that's kind of cool. So that's a good concept. And then obviously any of the, uh, which should, it should be cool, uh, like a place to see all the the tracking of stats, the St- Jackson's board, Stewart's board, Joey's board, whatever. Everyone has power rankings. We can throw them on there instead of having to track it all on a spreadsheet. Um, we can share it publicly. It'll be fun. Yeah. I really think we should quit calling it Jackson's board, by the way, but sure. Well, does he not do a board? Or are y'all's boards exactly the same? He's the one who started doing a board like five years okay, so, ago, and he did it. He did it once. So he was the originator. You stole and it, and, I, now it's and then I stole it and kept doing it. And then David just like took it to the next level. So it's really David's board now. Okay. I mean, I, I do. I do some other. I track a few other things, but David's is like this all-encompassing, huge board. Mine takes too long to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My, my number of trades have gone down over the years as I do these stupid boards. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm spending my time doing. Yeah, you're telling me. Ever since I started podcasting, I can't seem to get into the playoffs. <laughs> you, you didn't do nearly as many water bets either, David. It's, it, I was, as I was going through that, I was like, man, this is sad. Well, you know, it's like the one – I just encourage them. It's like the draft <laughs> yeah. one at the draft, at the one that y'all entered into about Henry versus Eckler. I've definitely instigated that. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the draft from last year. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm, sh- I'm sure you all have all prepped for the draft at this point. And seeing some of the names that went in the oh. first round. Mike Evans. Oh, man. Do you all remember <laughs> who the number one pick was last year? Oh, gosh. Give me uh, the three picks last year. Jamar Chase? He was number two. Joe Mixon, number one. Yeah, Joe, uh, I remember that uh, being the debate with Jackson. De- Debo was three or four. Debo was, was four. Debo was four. Uh, three. I bet it was a running back. He's a keeper. Really? <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you laughed when he said it. Yeah, Which, right. let's talk. Hold on. Let's talk about that. How do you feel about that trade right now? <laughs> well, I texted Mike 
I was at weird some thread and I texted him. I was like, well, DeAndre Swift is definitely outscoring uh, Jonathan Taylor the first four weeks. Gosh, that yeah. looks like a horrible situation. Oh, does that give gosh. you Stuart, does that give you reminiscence of Le'Veon Bell? Yes. Well, except that Jonathan Le'Veon Taylor said alcohol you, right? Right. He did. Yeah. At least I, Jonathan what do y'all Taylor happen? is is uh younger than Bell and will probably come back and be good for whoever he plays for. Whereas Bell sitting out was never the same. Are you David, you know about the the contracts and the uh, the bargaining collective bargaining agreements better than most. Do you know what he has to do to uh, the minimum number of games he has to be able to play to like count this year towards his contract? Because I was hearing something about that on the football. Well, he doesn't have to play any games at all if he's hurt. If he's on IR, I mean, it depends on the situation. Um, he has to for it to toll. He actually has to be on the roster essentially. So if he's okay. holding out and he's not, this is where it's tough because he, he's just going to say he's injured, which is, I'm assuming what's happening now. Maybe he really is, but he hasn't done anything for over a year. It feels like it's a it's a Kawhi Leonard uh, situation. Yeah, it's the exact same thing, and so, um, it's one of those things where he, if you go, I was reading the coach's tweet yesterday or the tweets, um, his press conference yesterday, and he's like, yeah, he's got. Comfort, discomfort in his ankle, so we put him on the PUP. And it's like, well, does he really have discomfort, or is he just saying he has it? So, um, so he is if he's on the IR all year, he doesn't. It'll count as a year. Okay, he necessarily have to play, but will but they, they still do that? Still franchise him next year, though. Yep, that's the thing that sucks for for the situation is is they uh, they have all the cards, so. <laughs> And Ursay is the crazy owner who will, <laughs> yeah, who will actually do that. Do that. He yeah. listen. He, I, I get. I guess he's got a principle of not wanting to pay running back, overpay running backs. But he also paid Andrew Luck his contract when he. Well, quit. it's a couple. Well, it's a couple things for Jonathan Taylor. I think the first is ever. If you go look at the Colts historically, he's. Ursay is on record saying we pay our players and every guy that they've extended every out of a rookie contract that they wanted to keep, they've done so prior to their final year. They haven't even offered Jonathan Taylor a contract. And I think that's part of the issue here is he's like, well, everyone else who you said you want to keep, who you, who you say you value, you offer. Ursay is also like, Ursay, huh? Why wouldn't they want to keep Jonathan Taylor? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they I, they do, but Ursay is also on the uh, I can't remember what committee it is where they negotiated the collective bargaining agreement, and I think he's taken a lot of pride in the fact of how they negotiated it and the fact that he doesn't have to offer him an extension specifically. Combined with the market value for running backs, I, I think that's a lot of it too. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of egos involved in all of it, but. You know, it, it, it reminds me of like, you know, situations where not so much, um, not so much uh, what's Andrew Luck, but but like Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson. Yeah, just like, where they, like where they just retire because, yeah. you know, the organization and them can't ever get on the same. Like, I feel a lot of that vibe. Well, he's, yeah. And, and he's and too then, young for that and he hasn't been paid. So I think it's right. a little different. But it's but, you know, but Calvin Johnson and and uh, Barry Sanders are great examples because it's they're like I don't want to fight 
I don't want to do this for two years or whatever it is. I'd rather just quit because <laughs> I'd probably retire at the end of that anyway. Yeah, which is crazy because those are all time greats and the Lions are stupid. Yeah, uh, to answer your question though, <laughs> you know, I gave up a first round for it, which sucks, but it ended up being the tenth pick, which is better. That's um, right. That's but, right. Um, you know, I was. It was when I like the same thing when I made the Aaron Rodgers trade. You know that you lose that value that next year immediately, but then you assume they're going to be good for more than one year, and you hopefully capitalize on the next year. So that was always kind of my thought process. Anyway, so he's, I mean, he's a hold for me. I'm not, it's just a big deal because again, like Lev Bell, he's a top five, top three, arguably the number one guy could be the number one guy at his position. And he's just skipping a year of his prime. And it's yeah, like, it's, it it's, sucks it's for sure. Huge. Yeah. That and Jalen Waddles hurt. So, you know, I'm not doing too hot here, guys. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, w- I wonder if Daniel's decision to not come down has anything to do with both of his players being slow rolled out there. So, Cup, Cup pulled a hammy and he's day to day. Yeah. And then they just said that they're going to take it slow. Robert Sala said they're going to take it slow with Brees Hall. So, this is why I say you always play for this year. Not saying that Daniel isn't, I'm just saying. You never know what happens. I think we've talked about it before. You never know what happens year to year or even week to week. You just got to play it out. So um, things look let, good on paper. Let it, let it be known. Let it hear. You've heard it here. I am all in this year. <laughs> oh well. Why don't we? Why don't you join the water bets that Jackson has with me? <laughs> and Daniel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> why don't you go over those real quick? Right Quoting Joey. I was quoting Joey. That's all I was doing. Well, the I lot. think you're you're half serious as well. <laughs> well, I'm always yeah. Well, I am gonna win, but you're always half serious. <laughs> I'm all yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm not. Fifty percent of the time, you're half serious. Yep. Uh, uh, okay. Which water bet are you wanting? Well, uh, you don't have to go for last year's. I do think it's funny that. I've already forgotten, and I'm glad you sent that text to our group about the bets we've already made since the start of this year, technically. <laughs> yeah. Like Jackson bet Jonathan that Jonathan will not win the championship this year. <laughs> it's a good bet yeah. by Jackson. Jackson bet Daniel that Daniel will not win the championship this year. If, that's usually bet. a good bet if you just pick one person every year because your odds yeah. are yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then Daniel turned around and bet Jackson. Or I think Daniel actually did it first and said, you're not going to win either or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it went down. It's very, that right it's now. A, it was a very elementary school type of, well, you're not going to win either. Yeah. <laughs> there was also the, uh, the Bryce and Jonathan bet that Barkley Jacobs or Tony Pollard will not all get deals done prior to the start of the season. I won that one. Yes. I think they all got their deals done one way or the they other. All, they're all playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Bryce's comment in the thread was that uh, Jacobs is an idiot and he'll probably hold out or something like that. I don't remember what he said exactly. but <laughs> Well. He's in. There was also there was also quite a few bets, like three or four bets with the first round of the playoffs 
between you and Bryce, which is which is you were betting on uh, Burrow and Herbert and uh, Roquan and uh, not I wrote Sunburn, but it's not Sunburn. It's uh, Sanborn. Sanborn. Yeah. <laughs> Sunburned. Sunburned. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. So that was from last year. Yeah, that was the first round of the playoffs. Because y'all played each other. What did? What was the bet? <laughs> that my uh, guys would yeah. outplay his guys essentially. Yeah. John bet Bryce that. I don't Sanborn think that worked out for me. Outscores Roquan, and uh, Roquan scored eleven and a half, and Sanborn scored five. Uh, Jonathan and Bryce, John, Bryce bet that Burrow would have more points than Herbert. Uh, Burrow scored 32. Herbert scored nine. Um, Bryce, Bryce bet that uh, St. Brown would outscore A.J. Brown. And, that did not work out for him. And no, he, you won that one. A.J. Brown scored 26. Amon Ra scored 11. And then... Uh, and then there was a bet between the three of us and Bryce. Bryce bet Stuart, David, and Jonathan that he would beat Jonathan in round one. So we were all we were on your camp, and uh, Bryce beat you. <laughs> yeah, I think Bryce was uh, running his mouth a lot that week, and we were like, you know what? Let's call the upset. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work out. In fact, it yeah. didn't work out so bad that he won the championship. So bad bet. Hmm. Bad, 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 bad. I'm looking at the draft board this year, and I didn't realize Ryan does not pick until so late. He picks in the fourth round, I think. Or does uh, he have? He's got, he's got three eleven. Okay, <laughs> that's good, right? Yeah, especially when, especially when. So what? What? what were, he was supposed to be the eighth pick. Is that about right? Somewhere mm. in there. Or lower than that was he supposed to be like the the fifth pick? It was something like that, yeah. Anyway, he moved up to two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he traded all those picks to Jackson. If you if someone would have bet me halfway through the season or even at the end of the season that Ryan would have got the number two pick, yeah, I would have said no <laughs> way. Yeah, I would have I would have done like the twenty times water because <laughs> he had the team to beat. Yeah. And for him to Load. end with the number two, that's crazy. Loaded up. Well, maybe maybe this will be – maybe he'll do better this year and his strategy will be just start picking around three, like Daniel. Daniel's going mm-hmm. the other way this year. So Daniel, Jackson, and Staff will all have a, an extra first, correct? That's correct. And then Jackson, I think – has also has Ryan's second. Yep. So Jackson has an unbelievable start to the draft. Yeah, he picks two, three, 14, and 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting four top 15 picks <laughs> to go with Garrett Wilson and Najee. Yeah. And Daniel bet him that he wouldn't win. <laughs> well, we all know how favorites do in our league. They don't typically end up doing well. You know, Daniel's not so bad either. He's got five, eight, and then 16. Yeah, eight is my pick, and he has that one. 
So 5-8-16, that's not too bad either to go with Cooper Cup and Breesaw. Yep. yep. Stuart, you've got the ninth pick. Jonathan, your first pick is what? Uh, 20. 20. My first pick's 22. Yeah. It'll wow. be funny. It'll be funny. I So comparing our draft to the auction draft we just did, it'll be really funny to see the quality players that I'm still getting in the last four or five rounds compared to what I was getting at the end of the auction draft. <laughs> yeah. Staffel's got a 4, 10, and 16. Or like that. 13. Yeah, that's. There's That's quite a bit. Too. Yeah, there's quite a bit. To quite go a few with CD, CD and Swift. So, you it'll be interesting think. to see where the, where the quarterbacks, like the top quarterbacks yeah. go. Yeah, so trivia question for you. How many quarterbacks went in the first three rounds last year? First three rounds? Yep. Well, do y'all remember how many were kept? I'll start there. Okay, so Mahomes, Allen, and Rodgers were capped. I think that's it. Rodgers nope. was capped? Last year? There was, another, yeah. there was another keeper. Was Rodgers capped? Oh, Herbert. Herbert. You had four keepers last yeah. year. Yeah, Joey kept Herbert. That's right. So how many do you think win in the first three rounds? Man, when did Hurts go? I'm going to say Hurts, Lamar... Three? I don't. I don't. I don't think many. I don't remember. I'm I, say I, like I, one, one or two. So there were no quarterbacks in the first, no quarterbacks in the second, two in the and third, then, and three in the fifth. Sorry, three in the fourth. Okay, so the fourth is one. Yeah, that it was. It was. It was Hertz and Lamar. You had five. You had five quarterbacks picked in. I don't know, like eight picks or something like that. And it was Lamar, Kyler, Russell Wilson, Hertz, and Burrow. Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah. They will definitely – there will be a quarterback in the first round. This year? Well, yeah, because – Yeah. Because uh, Hertz is out there, right? Hertz is out there. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a tier. Hertz and – By himself. You got Hurts, Burrow, Jackson. And those guys are probably all yeah. going to go. How many do you think go in the first round this year? For sure one. It's hard because you yeah. start talking about guys like – we did this exercise a couple podcasts ago, if you remember. And I don't remember where I landed on this. I think I said Hurts. Well, part of it was we speculated on who was being kept. And now that we know, Mm-hmm. It's got to be Hurts. Um, Lamar could be right behind him, but I think both of them go before Burrow. Um, it just depends. Does someone value uh, someone like a Metcalf or one of those guys at receiver? I'm picking Anthony Lamar. Richardson in the second, so Stewart can't get him. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. Did you get him in the dynasty draft? No, no, you didn't. It was that that one guy that drafted all. I didn't rookies. have any. I didn't have any money. <laughs> oh, that's but you had Fields and uh, I had Fields, yeah. 
and hurts. And hurts. Pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Y'all know how many tight ends went in the first two rounds? Or sorry, the first three rounds? Uh, one. Two. Four. Oh, well, no. What? Kelsey was kept. Kelsey was <laughs> Yeah, kept. so Mark Andrews. Mark oh, Andrews, yeah. Kyle Pitts, George uh, Kittle, and Darren Waller. In the first three, three. rounds? Yep. Wow. Wow. That's aggressive. Yeah, and then Not do y'all think more? Do y'all think more running backs or receivers went in the first three rounds? Uh, My gut says receiver, but the way you asked the question makes me think maybe not. I'm going to say receivers. Receivers, seventeen to thirteen. Yeah, I just, more running backs are kept, right? In general. Uh, Last year, you had more running backs kept. Yeah. You had 11 to 8 running backs kept to receivers last year. This year, let me see if I can count it real quick. You had eight receivers this year. It's the same number as last year. Should be more running backs, I think, kept. Yeah, 11. It's, it looks like it's the same ratio, unless I missed one. But, yeah, 11 to 8. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I, I actually do think it'll be interesting to see the quarterback decision i the conversation last year i think pretty steadily through the season was if you don't have one of those top three guys you don't feel like you really have a shot to win mm-hmm. uh, yeah does that carry over to this year do people kind of go back to you no know, late round quarterbacks the way to do it well you've already I, got your quarterback i don't have to worry about it so i don't mind talking about it yeah you got herbert herbert should be in line for a big year yeah i yeah well, you got him in the dynasty, and I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> By the way, you guys both separately uh, on night two kept taking guys that I would throw out, and I had no money, and I really wanted the guy. Do you want to? Sh- do you want to talk a little bit about the auction and, and yes. what you liked and what you did? We haven't actually talked about it. So it was my first auction. Was it yours as well, both of y'all? As the, as the primary, yeah. Yeah. First auction, and it's actually my first Dynasty League as well, which the concept of the Dynasty League isn't too difficult to wrap your head around because younger players, blah, blah, blah. Um, You keep keep the whole roster versus just a two-person keeper league. So that's easy to digest. The hard part about the auction and looking back at my spreadsheet and how I did it, it was so out of whack. I didn't have it tiered properly. And so... um, you know, I, you set your budget. You're kind of you got a ballpark for what you want to do when you walk into the draft. But the second the the players go up for nomination, <laughs> so so night one, I don't know if they adjusted it uh, quickly, but I remember it being discussed. I, after a while, I stopped paying. I assumed it was always ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was discussed it was going to be thirty seconds, which would have been way too long. Um, thirty seconds of a clock. Um, and the clock runs down until a bid is 
sent out. So once the bit is set out, it resets the clock. So 10 seconds is fine um, because it goes so fast. People are constantly resetting the clock um, and you can raise it by increments of $1 in this league. We're doing it. And we had a thousand dollar budget. So <laughs> it was funny at first. I feel like <laughs> everyone was doing $1 bids on like Justin Jefferson and it was like $12 and people were like, what are we doing? And they'd like jump to one fifty, and then <laughs> one sixty. <laughs> And it quickly escalated, um, which is how I found myself out of money uh, very quickly. <laughs> but it was intense. So you could see with Sleeper, you could see who was bidding. Um, you could see the previous like string of bids. Um, you could see the increment in which they increased it. And then it would like automatically update your bid thing to the $1 extra. So you didn't have to sit there and panic and like type in the number all the time. But if you wanted to like raise it more than that you had to do it manually um and it just became a game of chicken man it's just a big game of chicken with it's chicken and musical chairs combined it's it's (laughs) it's kind of just and then the order in which players come up right so every person you get a draft order essentially and every person has an order and when it's your turn you have to nominate a player you can nominate literally anybody. And then from there, the whole league gets an opportunity to bid. You're forced to to have a maximum bid to where you always have at least $1 per roster spot that you have available. So that's something that, that it that's also something that's very nice about Sleeper. I'm sure most platforms um, tracking that. I couldn't imagine doing any of that without a platform tracking everything. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how people did it back in the day. That must have take, like, taken a, two weeks to do. Yeah. And it's cool because you can see in live time where everyone else is at, how many players they have, how much, yeah. how much, they ha- how much uh, dollars they have left to spend. And uh, there, we were times where, there were times where all the three of us got into bidding wars against each other. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan and I were, were together in person doing it, Stuart. And there were, it might have been for Herbert. We were just laughing like little schoolgirls as we <laughs> no, won with each other. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to outbid y'all. And I'd already gone – at that point in the draft, I'd already sunk way too much money into Jefferson and Chase, which I was thrilled to get. But I couldn't spend didn't, another – Didn't you spend – I mean, you spent probably ha- close to half your budget on those two guys, right? Very close. So between those two and Tua, I think I spent like – 55 to 60 percent of my budget i i spent over half on uh josh allen and herbert yeah i think five Which, or so then so what it i feel like what happens and it's not entirely true i feel like there was definitely some more strategy that can be done knowing what i know now where you could have where i was uh financially in the draft early on i probably should have taken more risks with lesser known players because I think people would have probably been less likely to bid on those guys or blow their money on those guys and catch me back up to where they're at financially. So that was something that I think I was trying to do, but I just, I probably didn't go deep enough down into the sleeper, like not the app, the actual like sleeper players or like breakout players Yeah, because Mm -hmm. that's where you'd get value um, some of the some some of the teams did really well with that. Yeah. Um, 
where others you sit there and you start looking at players. That's the other thing. So when you've when your roster is being built, you can see what was spent on the player, as you just mentioned. But you can like so you can start to see, okay, Joe, I got Joe Mixon for like 80 bucks or something. And someone paid like 95 for Najee Harris. And I'm like, well, that's probably a good value there. Um, But then you turn around and you see like Jefferson was two whatever and Cooper Cup was way less. And, you know, we all know Cooper Cup (laughs) a couple years ago. So it's just funny how how that played out. Um, I really, I really, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I really did like it. And I, um, I think the thing that I like the most about it is that you can get, I mean, and I, I knew this going in, but it was just different doing it, uh, that you could, but you can get any player that you want. Like yeah. looking at our draft this year, it's like, man, that'd be cool to get Bijan. But it's like, there's, there's no way unless I make a trade and give up a whole lot of picks to even have the, the chance to get him. Um, so that part of it is really cool because, like, every player – I mean, obviously we have a keeper league, but, like, every every player that's available, you have the option to get. It's just a matter of do you want to blow all your money on on one guy, you know? Here, he, yes, that that is a cool aspect. Another part that I wasn't anticipating, again, knowing it versus experiencing it, you know you can be involved in literally every single – player that comes across so you are involved in every single player that comes across there is no like oh i don't pick again for 20 picks i'm gonna get up and like stretch no you got to keep an eye on the next guy could be up in 10 seconds and so (laughs) you don't have time to like go okay i know like 20 guys down is probably where i'm going to be drafting no you like the next guy could be a guy you need that was like kind of it was cool because you kept you engaged but it also was like taxing as well <laughs> yeah you're like who are, who's about to go up and yeah, yeah trying to keep track of all of that and and i kept watching and keeping an eye on the player count for other teams and a few times it, you you kind of get worried right you're like yeah oh man do i do yeah. i everyone else has got like 12 <laughs> guys now and i've got seven you know or whatever like am i not going to get any new players i will say the the first half with like the the big big name players or even just mediocre players but like players that you know um you know it was fun the the last probably 10 rounds it was like brutal i was like who are these who are these guys with a big 30 player auction dynasty league but yeah yeah i I think yeah if you put it in our league settings where we had so so I know David's been pushing this for a while and this was a perfect way to experience it and then be able to share with the league. Like, Hey, we really should consider this. Um, how we get there is a discussion, but it, if you, it would actually be um, way, way less time than what we went through. Cause what we've, we fill out 20 spots. So you can still do the keepers. Um, and then when you get to the end, you guys probably didn't even stay to the end. Did you? Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. I left because I, I filled out my roster first. You were the first one, or the second, one, first or second? Yeah, yeah. So that was where I was going to say was I was the last pick of the draft because after after night one, I only had eight players, and most people uh, had at least twelve. 
And uh, yeah. so that that feeling, Stuart, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have no money and I'm going to be just bottom so of the barrel. My favorite part was the end of the draft because everyone had like one dollar left to fill out their roster. And I I planned on having two dollars for every roster spot. Yeah, you kept stealing so, guys I would nominate. Yeah, so it was one of those things where you, it's, you nominate them and no one can outbid you, but I was just outbidding yeah. everybody. Yeah. So it was like this complete, yeah. like, this feels like I'm in such power. And it was for, yeah. like, players I'd never heard of. Yeah. Well, you got to the point at the end where, because you only had $1 for each yeah. roster spot left, so the only guy you could really get is the person you nominated. That's right. right. Yeah. Like, right. So it turns into a normal draft. That's right. Yeah, right. you right. nominate a guy. That's your pick. Um, what was annoying was because David and then I think Chase or one of the guys at the end had enough money in like enough like spots left. We had to wait out the ten seconds because they theoretically could have just said, "No, I want that guy." Uh, yeah. When in reality, it was like it was almost like, "Well, who do y'all want?" Because you're gonna get them, and everyone else can just pick after that. But um, I was gonna I was gonna say something. Um, Oh, my favorite pick of the draft, and this is just funny scenario timing, is I, it, Stuart, you even said something in the chat like, Jonathan, you know this is a super flex, right? <laughs> like you only have one quarterback. <laughs> and and that, was, I was and trying. Was yes. And I, yeah, and Tua, who is like the least reliable person. But I was yeah. trying, but I kept getting out. But I didn't have enough money. So then I was like, well, now my strategy has to be nominate non-quarterbacks until I get to a point where I can afford to bid against people. Yeah. Or so, but it didn't matter. People nominated quarterbacks. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm not getting him. That my, was, yeah. my favorite part was Bryce was in the same boat and he was right after me. He had a max bid of $3. I had a max bid of $4. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Baker Mayfield. <laughs> And everyone else was fine with their quarterbacks. They all had everyone had two or three. So I put I put four Bryce put three and I put four in. And I got Baker. And he texted me and goes, I can't believe you just got Baker Mayfield for four dollars. Yeah. Like, well, nobody else needed him at that point. So, so there were a couple things I loved. At first it, it, you said it already, Jonathan. It's you're engaged the whole time. You know, I don't have, I don't pick till twenty two of this draft. I'm gonna be there, but I'm just gonna kind of be sitting. Whereas in a draft like this, you're always in it. And the second part of it is it, it creates a little bit more competition, I think, amongst the league members, because then you start bidding and, and, you're, and you're trying to one up each other, which is a lot of what this league is. But the third thing is really there's a lot of strategy in, in it. And you kind of said some of it just there. So like for me, my first two high level bids were, were quarterback. And those were the quarterbacks were going for big money. It's a super flex league, which makes makes a lot of sense. So every time I got to nominate somebody, I was nominating quarterbacks because I wanted them to go spend on quarterbacks. So they were spending all their money because I already had my quarterbacks. And so that and then I think there was a time where I think most of the league had a tight end and tight ends at this point were going for at least 50 bucks. Right. And I waited to nominate. I, I didn't get any of them. They just kind of went above what I was willing to pay. And then I nominated somebody, and I think I got Evan Ingram for like 15 bucks. Yeah, you got him way cheaper than most of the, the high-level. It was the cheapest bid at the time, but I had waited because I knew everyone else already had a tight end. They had so many holes everywhere else. So I say all that because it's super strategic in the way you nominate and the way you're kind of tracking everybody and you're watching. And if you're – I could see – 
The only thing that I would say against an auction league is it probably, for people who don't understand it, I think, and specifically the dads, I think I would say, could could struggle in such a format um, because it's easy to, <laughs> for someone who doesn't know what you're doing, and I think we can all say we learned a lot on it and we'd probably be a lot better for it for the next one. Until you do it, it's easy to mess up is what I'll say. Yeah, I'll say this though, because I was that was my that's always been my stance is the worry that we basically tank a season because three three of the owners don't know how to do it. But our league, if we kept the same format, right? So it's not keeper or it's not dynasty and it's not um it's not a redraft. So like you still get the keeper value where you get to do that. And then you you can at least budget enough to get a good starting roster. I didn't. That's what was a struggle for me, and I think that's why I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to spend that much on Jefferson and Chase." And then I looked down, and I'm like, "We have four flex spots to fill." It wasn't even just that we had thirty roster spots; we have like eight starting positions. And it, it anyway, I, I think, and it's yeah, all offense. Yeah, there's no. We had no defense or kickers, but. To me, I think our league is familiar enough with the formats like, okay, I need two running backs, I need two receivers, I need a tight end quarterback, and a flex. I think you could budget that easy enough. Now, to your point, like I think the depth and how where you get the the kind of the value of some of these positions and players, yeah, someone who's got experience doing that or, pre- or is prepared really will do better than someone who's just winging it. Right. Uh, I guess put another way, there were moments, and maybe y'all experienced this, where you start to panic in an auction because you realize you missed a boat or you realize that there's no quarterbacks left. Like, and then you kind of get a little crazy with your spending. Well, so yeah, but you we say all that. If you look at the, so I don't know any other. I I know the three of us, Bryce, and I kind of know a couple of the other ones in the league. But I don't know their their background. They could, I mean, they are either doesn't matter. When you look across the board, everyone's got a competitive team. There's one guy who's basically punted his team for three years because he drafted purely rookies. Outside of that guy, everyone has a team that's like you could say, okay, they could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said, I don't. It's not like it was. For, for our fears of it being lopsided for maybe a couple teams, I don't think it really panned out that way. I think you self-correct in the draft. And the thing I was going to ask you all, did you, were you all ever paying attention to what Sleeper um, recommended or was saying their average bid price was? No. Did you see that? Did you? Yeah. So, and I wasn't going off that, but I don't know if that would be a helpful tool for someone that's like, this is my first time. I know I shouldn't be spending more than 120 bucks on this guy because yeah. that's where he normally goes yeah. or I'm willing to go. Oh, okay. 120 is kind of the market. I might want to go to 150 and that's my number or whatever, yeah. or it doesn't throw you too far well, off. So I thought that I was a good the, feature. I think that's the hard part about an auction is I feel like everyone's different depending on who's bidding what. Yeah. yeah. It's all that's that. That's what makes it fun. So, I equate an auction to like being in Vegas. <laughs> like it's kind of just, it's kind of crazy when you're in it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot going on and, you know, versus the standard. And so, you know, going through it with y'all specifically was a lot of fun. And 
it's something that I would, I think over time, if we could get to it in our league, I think it could work. Um, because, you know, part of it too, is we, we can also incentivize, you know, whether the budget's a thousand, a hundred, I mean, we could incentivize, you know, you carrying some over through trades to the draft as well. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways where we can do it. Um, I was going to say if, cause I think the, what precludes us is that we have a two-year trade window that's right and people make those so maybe we put a value on the rounds or something something and so you either lose or gain that money and that that could if we instill that now for two years from now you can still trade those picks if you'd like but understand because it's it's still trade power but understand that when we actually transition to auction you're losing a budget so it just you know, you have to you have to give people the time to be prepared for it, but there's a way to do it. And if we really want to do it, I th- I mean, after going through it, I don't see why anybody couldn't yeah. make it work. Yeah. Uh, it's just fun. So. Okay, well, something. To, yeah, I mean, it's uh, going to be at least two years out from whenever we decide for the reasons you mentioned, but something we can definitely visit next summit. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well. What else? I know we weren't trying to make this a two-hour podcast tonight, but is there anything else y'all want to discuss? What are y'all looking forward to this weekend the most? I think just seeing everybody, obviously, but... um... I don't know, just building a dominant team like I do every year. <laughs> and you're going to be pretty disappointed, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's always a fun day, playing golf and then drafting. and. Uh, yeah, I, did, I missed it all last year. <laughs> yeah. I played one hole of golf parred the hole and i was like this is gonna be a good day and then i ended up in oh, hospital man i'll never forget my, my <laughs> dad and your dad jonathan <laughs> the opposite reactions to the same news <laughs> yeah my dad saying oh we gotta go to the hospital and your dad saying i i think i'm, I'm gonna play golf some more i'm having a really good round are we sure it's <laughs> yeah. not gonna take a while that's right <laughs> yeah. and that was that was the best part my dad had no idea he was so disconnected. He had no idea it was a C-section and that it was going to be like super quick. <laughs> even to the even to the point where he showed up at the hospital and like 10 minutes later, the kids were born. He goes, man, that was quick. <laughs> like, yeah, you, were, you were not involved in any of this, I guess. But oh, it all worked out. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sad Daniel can't make it down, but I get yeah. it. So I guess it'll be 11 of us in person and one virtual. Again, yeah. I'm looking forward to the just you, the draft day memories. You know, the Andrew Luck retirement, the, <laughs> the trades, just those random things that you can't predict. Jonathan Taylor retiring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe I should put him on the trade block here. Who would you, who would you say if y'all were to predict the top three picks uh, in the draft this year? Well, I don't mind predicting the top 20. I don't have a pick till pick 20. <laughs> Uh, well, number one is going to be Bijan. I think, think that's all for sure. 
unless there's a crazy no, no trade that happens. Hey, we debated this at the draft, and I said Bijan's going one, and everyone – well, not everyone, but there were people being like, seriously, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. In our league? Uh, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I, I think Bijan's going one. I think Bijan's going one in our league, no doubt. I could see how Bijan didn't go number one in a startup league or a redraft. Um, you can make different different players, and it's not a bad decision, but it's got to be Bijan. Um, who else is the – let's look at it real quick. Then it's Jackson for two and three. Right. So he's got I – mean, he'll probably go – yeah, he'll probably go quarterback, I would think. No. I don't think he is. I think he goes with his guy Diggs. Yeah, I think he goes Diggs and Henry. I think he does something like that. Really? That's my guess. I think he sticks to what he knows. He's got see. Najee and Garrett Wilson, so he's got some flexibility. So yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah, man, he might go Brown. He might go Brown. He can go Hurts and Brown get that stack. I don't know. What do you think? When do you pick? What's your first pick? Me, nine. Nine. Okay. So it's not. These are guys you're probably not going to get either way. Yeah, no. So (laughs) you don't think Bijan's one? Let me ask Um... you this. So knowing I'm looking at this now, I I don't believe that, and this is why I hate doing the uh, mocks. Hertz, Burrow, and Jackson are in the top five picks. If you just go to the all, they're not yeah. going. They're not all going in the first round. But Hertz probably no. is. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet he does. How many? How I many? Think, I, mean, I bet if Hertz is there at nine. I'll take him. <laughs> How many quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers go into first? Uh, okay. And tight ends, I guess. Give me your mix. I'm going to say two quarterbacks. Yeah, I was going to say two quarterbacks, six running backs. No, it's not going to be six running backs, knowing that now. One, two, three. I think it'll be five running backs. So that would at least be five. I'll go five receivers. I don't think a tight end goes. I don't think Mark Andrews goes. But I guess it just depends. The only people that would do it is someone who has a multiple. So it could be Staffel with your 10th pick. Maybe mm. and, maybe Andrews is a value there. Mm. But I think I think he's concerned that Swift is not. <laughs> he can't count on Swift as a starting running back. So he's probably looking at that as more of a flex player. Yeah. So he's, I don't. So that would be mine. Two QBs, five running backs, six receivers. Is that right? Seven receivers. That's fourteen players. <laughs> what did I say? Two five five. Maybe two five five. Two five two five five. Yeah. You said two five six originally. Five six two five seven. Yeah, oh, no. either two five five. I I could see maybe Mark Andrews going in the first. If a, if a tight end goes, it's him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I could see Mark Andrews going. 
I could see their I could see three quarterbacks going. I could see Hurts, Burrow, and Jackson going. You think Burrow would go as well? Because it's for if it's gonna be if it's gonna be two, it's gotta be Hurts and Jackson, no? Yes, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I would say, you know, running back Bijan. I thought someone kept ETN. Is that was I wrong? Yeah, that was on Bryce's team. And Bryce was talking oh, about Bryce. Bryce was talking about if he makes it to him at twelve, he's probably I mean, he's not getting past him. Um yeah. how many quarterbacks have been kept? Is it just three? Herbert, Mahomes, yeah. Allen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who's the who's the for, first running back after Bijan? That's a good question. I think it's Derrick Henry, but I could see. I don't know. Do you do you do a Jameer Gibbs, Etn, Ramondre, Ramondre? Joe Mixon's a little lower, which I don't think he's going to go that high this year, but he will be taken in the first twenty picks. I'll tell you that. He'll be picked by pick 20 if he's not picked by pick 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can promise you. Water bet that. Um, who do you think? Who? How many running backs get picked uh, before you pick, Stuart? Because you're at nine. How many do you think will will be picked before you yeah, get a chance? I think, I think Bijan will be gone and Henry will be gone for sure. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it if. I don't know. These guys. I feel like somebody will take Ramondre before they might even take Jameer Gibbs. So, so it's funny because Etn Gibbs and Stevenson are all technically not like they. They're all the pass catching, most of the yardage work backs, but then they've all got like big goal line backs right behind them too. Yeah. So they're. Their touchdown ceiling's probably capped. Hmm. Where Henry, I think, <laughs> there's no reason why Henry isn't just going to get used again like a workhorse. Yeah. Which which of all the players you're naming, or which first round pick? Well, let me let me actually. I'm going to read the first round from last year, and you tell me how many busts there were. And then we're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're going to predict how many busts there are going to be this year. Listen, I I want to contest last year. I was drafting in a hospital. I don't yeah. I don't think that should count against my record. All right, go on. Okay, here we go. Joe go Mixon, on. the Mike Evans pick. Yes, we remember it. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'm going to read it. And you say bust or not? Okay. Number one, Joe Mixon, or not? Jamar Chase, <laughs> Swift, but uh, last year first round pick. Last year he was fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say Joe Mixon has to be a bust too to be the number one overall. Yeah, that's a bust. Well, yeah, it should have been Chase, which I said from the beginning. You think you think Swift was a bust? All right. He he ended as the running back twenty-three. Oh, did he? Yep. Stupid Jamal took all his (laughs) took all his touchdowns. Joe Mixon was the running back 13, and there were 11 running backs kept, so I wouldn't say he was a bust. All right. I thought Swift was better than that last year. Okay, Okay. so Debo Samuel. He was a bust, but that sucked. Yep. So that's two. 
James Conner. Uh, he did better than people remember. Yeah, I he just, finished. Uh, he finishes the RB twenty. Yeah, but the pro the the problem is there's guys that definitely were drafted behind him. So if you want to call that a bust, like Jacobs should have been way up at the front of this list, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, go on." Okay, so definitely no. not a bust. He's good. Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. I'd say Fournette was a bust. <laughs> really? That guy, that guy fell off. He's not even on a team, is he? Yeah, but no. see, you're talking about that. It's hard to remember last year what happened versus this year. He was number twelve last year. RB twelve. He just had a. He just had all the work on the Buccaneers. Right. I picked him up in the dynasty league, by the way. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike Evans, that was your pick, Jonathan. Well, where did he finish if we're going to be doing that? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's relevant. He was the wide receiver 17. So I wouldn't say that's a bust. Yeah, you know why? Because he had like 50 points the last week of the season. <laughs> yeah, he did. Cam Akers. That was a bust. Michael Pittman. Huge bust because he actually <laughs> played the whole season. And then the last pick of the first round, Ezekiel Elliott. Eh, he's fine. The problem is Jacobs was better than all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Jacobs skews yeah. all this. And you're sitting there going, Jacobs was if you think back, so who else was in that next round that was Jacobs was round two. Yep. So here I'll just go from the top of round two. Yeah, go ahead. Let's say who should have been in the first. Okay. Travis uh, Etienne. Yes. Uh, Mike Andrews. Who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that a guy from CBC? Yes. <laughs> Mark, his brother. Uh, yeah, David probably. used to work for Mike Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews, Kyle he probably, Pitts. He probably should have been in the first, not Kyle Pitts. DJ Moore. No. Josh Jacobs. No. Yes, that's three. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. <laughs> that's <No>. bad. <laughs> Jerry Judy. No. That's they went back to back. Keenan Allen. No. Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good pick till freaking McCaffrey showed up and destroyed him. Just blew up my season. <laughs> Whatever. The next one was Ju- Juju. <laughs> uh, and then you had Brees Hall. Yep. And then J.K. Dobbins. I would say there's four guys in there that should have been. You could easily take out four to the first round and bump those four into the first. So I would argue of the first 24 picks, there were probably eight that were bad. Yeah. yeah That's going to happen again. Yeah. So th- about a 33% rate of just misses. Crazy. That's yeah, why you I love doing that in hindsight. It's always fun. That's why you just trade out of it. <laughs> get, out, Ryan, get out of it. That's why Ryan's going to have the best team. Yep. Ryan's going to have that's, the best drafts. That's right. <laughs> that's that's been Daniel's it. strategy, and it has not paid off for Daniel. So, yeah, Yes, but oh. if you look back at Daniel's teams, if he would actually just – keep the teams that he goes into the season with, it actually would pan out well. I was, was going to say, Daniel has a strategy for like a week at a time. 
And so I don't even know if you could ever say he really has a strategy. He might be, he might be schizophrenic. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm blowing this up. Daniel, it's week one. <laughs> so true. Uh, anyway. All right. Well. Well, that was fun. Good warm up for the season. I promise I'll get the audio fixed. Um, any final words before we sign off here? Bijan, 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 Bijan. Oh, don't make me play that one. <laughs> we'll be here all night. <laughs>